everybody. Welcome back to the Green Light. Green Light. So we have a special episode today. A very special episode. You are listening to this on Black Friday at the absolute earliest, the yes, day after are. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Hopefully and you're 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 cozied up by the fire. With some leftovers. Chestnuts roasting. Hopefully you're not out there shopping, because that would be irresponsible. I would say please don't. Please overall. don't. Uh, there's just so, there do Cyber so many, Monday. Yeah, there are so many <laughs> deals online right now that like you're please probably Please don't go fine. to Walmart. Yeah. Please th- don't. Definitely don't go to Walmart. Really ever, I would say. We don't have enough <laughs> listeners. We can't afford to have any of you dying of COVID. That is true. And that's the only reason why. <laughs> because we want you as listeners. But no, I'm kidding, of course. Please be safe, everyone. But yes, this is an extra special episode. And do you want to tell the people why this is a... Well, actually... Tell them what we normally do on this on this okay, here podcast. Okay, so what like. we normally do in the show, if this is the first episode you're listening to, just know this is not what we normally do. Yeah, but um, also welcome. But also welcome. Uh, we usually read unproduced plays and screenplays and interview the writers. Um, so that's what we did last week. That's what we'll be doing next week. That's yep. what we do almost every week. Correct. But it is Thanksgiving week. Yes, so it is. we are recording this on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, and we wanted to do something special for you guys. Yeah. So. We are going to do, I called it a listisode. Nice. Um, kind of like a listicle, but a listisode. <laughs> yes. And we came up with a few different categories of movies, movies. and TVs that we are thankful for yeah. for some reason. So we have, you know, they made us feel uh, nah, like. Nah, nah. Nope. I'd say we save, we save the categories. We'll save for the categories. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but we yeah. have a few categories. We picked a TV show and a movie from each one. Yeah. So we have five different categories, and Lauren and I each have a TV show and movie. So that's 20 total pieces of of cinema slash yeah. so mini detours in a way yes yeah. exactly so um it'll so we're be cool super excited it'll yeah be fun. i'm actually really excited i think this is gonna be a lot of fun um not all of these i'll say up front are like super obvious ones you know i i i, I have a few meat and potatoes like of course i would put this on the list like it makes sense if you know me if you know my taste at all but some of them are like sort of maybe either lesser known or just ones that i didn't think a lot of people would think of that that I wanted to include either to like, you know, give people like, hey, you should watch this because it's cool or just like something, something different. So yeah, and a lot of mine are pretty classics, but I don't know. I do have, I feel like I do have one kind of curveball in there uh, for one category. Okay, cool. So we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, But let's do a a few quick, quick housekeeping. Oh yeah. Let me check and see if we got any reviews real quick. I don't think we have, but I'll I'll go ahead and do everything else. So uh, follow us on social media, pretty, pretty please, uh, at uh, TGL underscore pod on Facebook and Twitter. No, 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 no. No, Instagram and Twitter. Twitter and Instagram and at Greenlight Pod on Facebook. Yes, correct. So we, we post a lot, probably like four-ish times a week, so that's great. Uh, also, uh, become a subscriber on our Patreon. Shout out to Laura Barnes, our oh last gosh, guest. Yeah. yeah, she subscribed to our Patreon, so thank you so much, Laura. Yes, she did. She uh, she actually subscribed at the $5 level, so she is going to get our green lit episodes. Yes, which we just decided our green lit for this month is going to be Singing in the Rain. Yes, I have never seen it before. Lauren has. I've seen it many times, yeah. but I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, so it'll it'll be really cool. Uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm a big musical guy. I love musicals. And, and I love tap dancing and musicals, yes. so it's just a it's a killer combo. Those are right in Lauren's wheelhouse. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be probably releasing that, I mean, before the end of the month. So within the next few days. Yeah. Uh, those are a lot of fun. We'll probably release a preview of it on our main feed. But definitely subscribe to our Patreon. We got some cool content over there. Yeah. And, well, and even if you subscribe now before that episode drops, there's lots of other content for you to listen to, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. From our past 
and past stuff. Speaking of our Patreon, uh, we normally do detours where we talk about movies that we've movies, TV shows, etc. that we've seen or consumed in the past week. We're going to be pushing those because this is a special episode. We're going to be pushing those onto Patreon this week. So that'll be a ramble episode at the one dollar level. Yes. So literally, subscribe to us one dollar, and you'll hear us talk about. Uh, um, a new, do we have a new movie in there? Um, do we? Yes, we do. Actually, we do. Oh, right. We, we do have a we, new movie. <laughs> we have a new movie. We have like a five uh, or six year old movie. Uh, like 10 year old. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then we also have a, a much older like movie. Like a 40 year old movie. So we have a wide range of some really fun ones, ones that are going to be great to talk about. So subscribe to us there. Okay. I think that's it, right? Do we have any more review- new reviews? Uh, no, we don't. Okay, cool. So I so, think that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I say we just dive right in, like we're Whoop. diving into our nice old Thanksgiving meal. Um, so I actually, the, the order I sent you in, I think I kind of want to switch up that order. That's fine. I figured we could start with... Um, I figured we would start with the two meat and potatoes ones that we have. Like the main ones. The what two were you meat thinking? Potatoes ones that we have. Let, let me think of your idea. You're, you're hearing some live. Well, because we changed one of the. Of hold the on. Light. All right. Let's start with. Uh, we're thankful for this because they make us laugh. Okay. Sure. So yeah, I, I think that was one of them. <laughs> that that is one of the main meat and potatoes ones that it's like okay, sure. Uh, All yeah, right. So so we're thankful for these. Uh, Lauren, how about you go first? Okay. So I have. I kind of cheated a little bit. I have two series ones. How, okay. Okay. What okay, is? Okay, okay. This is my only time I'm gonna cheat. I swear. Lauren, I asked Lauren. I was like, C- if we like combine some, could we maybe do a couple? And she was like, Well, I guess, but you know, it, it might go a little long. I would like to. I would like to put that on the record that Lauren is a hypocrite. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Continue. No, my but love. I just really wanted to be able to talk about this one without doing a full detour because I haven't seen all of it. But um. Auntie Donna's Big Ol' House of Fun is a new Netflix sketch comedy show mm. executive produced by Ed Helms, uh, and he's in it a little bit. Um, but yeah, it just has these three guys who were doing a bunch of sketches in their house, and we were, like, crying laughing. We were. It's so funny. It, it, it's a really funny show. Now, I'll say this. It's kind of out there. It's it's wild. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, but the first episode, I liked... The most out of the three that we watched. That's fair. I still really enjoy the other ones, I did, though. too. I did, too. Um, uh, I would say, like, the jokes landed, like, 80, 90% of the time in that one, whereas the jokes landed, like, 60% of the time in the other ones. Uh, okay. Um, but they, the jokes come a mile a minute. So oh, yeah. It's you're not so gonna, fun. You're not going to sit too long without laughing. So, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, okay, but my actual series that makes me laugh that I'm very thankful for is... Seinfeld. Mm. You've heard me talk about it many a time on this show about how I want Jackson to watch Seinfeld and he just won't do it. <laughs> uh, um, it's a big commitment. <laughs> whatever. I watched The Office for you, if that's all I'm saying. All right. Um, you anyway, watched The Office because it was great. <laughs> anyway, Seinfeld <laughs> Sorry, is um, a TV series from 1989 to in 1998. Case you didn't know. In case you don't know, starring, of course, Jerry Seinfeld, um, also created by... Well, it was created by Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David. Yep. Uh, starring Jerry Seinfeld, Julia Louise Dreyfus, uh, Michael Richards, and I don't know why I can't see. Um, I don't think it matters. I think, la, la, la. I think people Alexander. get the gist. I was like, why can't I remember George's name? Yeah. Yeah. So Seinfeld is just so funny. There are so many bits that relate to everyday life, which causes you to reference Seinfeld all the time if you're a Seinfeld fan, and then no one around you gets it because no one I know watches Seinfeld because your boyfriend refuses to watch it which is crazy yeah (laughs) so uh but Seinfeld is so much fun uh Julia Louis-Dreyfus is a joy she truly makes the show 
But just every episode is awesome. And I will say one other great thing with Seinfeld is that you can kind of watch any episode you want out of order because there are like a couple relationships that last kind of longish. There are some kind of through through line plots, but for the most part, every episode is kind of a, a story unto itself. That is, that is, I do like that about about TV shows. Now, I will say, I did when I, in in my youth a bit. Uh, I don't know, I was like 13 or something. I did watch a show with Julia Louis-Dreyfus called New Adventures of Old Christine. Okay. And it kind of developed a crush on Julia Louis-Dreyfus. So I mean, yeah, who doesn't I'm, have a crush on her? Exactly. I'm sure if I watched Seinfeld, that would uh, increase tenfold. And so my friend, maybe you don't my want friend me to watch Chris, it. Chris, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I still haven't watched Veep. I know you've told me to watch it a million mm. times. I've heard I'm great getting things there. About Veep, I'm yeah. getting there. Yeah. I'm working on it. How about... Uh, if you're done with Seinfeld, how about we structure it like this? You you start TV show, I do TV show, you do movie, I do movie? That sounds good. Okay, yeah. perfect. Also, by the way, if you just heard me swallowing, uh, I have a steaming cup of hot chocolate. She does. With marshmallows. So that yeah. that is that is I'm correct. in my happy place. Uh, alrighty. So th- I am thankful for this TV show because it makes me laugh. So th- this one was really hard for me. There there are a lot. I, I'm a big comedy TV show guy, at least. And so I was going to do, I was going to break the rules and do a trio of NBC comedies hmm. that really mean a lot to me and uh, are some of the funniest shows I've ever watched. However, I decided to go in a different direction because those three shows, pretty much everyone knows. And this show, probably most people know too, but probably less people have seen it. The show that I'm talking about is Psych. Ah. Yeah. Psych okay. was a, a, a USA show now on the streaming service Peacock. Uh, is a TV series from 2006 to 2014 starring James Roday and Dulé Hill. Basically, the whole uh, idea behind Psych is James Roday plays a novice sleuth. His dad is a police officer. He grew up sort of his dad forcing him into doing crazy things to, to pretend to be a, like a, a cop or whatever when he was grown. But... Sean sort of goes in a different direction. Sean pretends to be a psychic when in, when in reality he's actually just hyper observant. Hmm. So he goes into these crime scenes, makes a big show out of pretending to be a psychic when in reality he's just observing things. It is one of the shows that consistently makes me laugh every single time I watch it. And I will say, I'm a bit ashamed to say I have not actually completed the series. Hmm. I, th- I think there are eight or nine seasons. I think I said eight, but I'm not sure. Eight, eight. There are eight seasons. And the movie. And a couple movies, I think. Oh. There's like a movie and like a musical special. There's there's a couple. Uh, I just I just think the chemistry between Sean and Gus, the two main characters played by James O'Day and Dulé Hill, is outstanding. And it's one of those shows that's like quick, you know. Whereas like I, it's a it's a it's an hour long like comedy, which I feel like is is interesting because it's it's very much structured in a similar way to a lot of like you know, cop shows or like, uh, stuff like that, but in a comedy form and they do so much in that 45 minutes. So it, the, the structure is unique from a show like a Seinfeld, which is like a classic sitcom or yeah. like a, like an office, which I was very tempted to put on my list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, psych is great. I love psych so much. One of my favorite shows of all time. And I am thankful for it because it makes me laugh. There you go. Alrighty. All right. Moving on to the movies. So this is It's definitely around the same time period as Seinfeld, so definitely some of the same humor there, Uh, but this is my all-time favorite movie comedy, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, okay. Uh, Good choice. Starring Matthew Broderick. Meat and potatoes. uh, 
Yeah, I mean, he's really he's the main character. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just love this movie. I mean, I watched it for the first time with my dad when I was like nine or so, and um, my mom and my sisters had gone off on a, a little Girl Scout retreat type thing because um, I was in an older troop than them at that point. I think they were brownies and I was a junior, so yeah. So I wasn't on the trip. Uh, so yeah, my dad and I watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It was a great bonding experience. Mm. I think there was a little bit of content he forgot about in it uh, <laughs> for Lauren, a nine-year-old. Lauren grew up a little bit that night. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it's it's just a really great movie about, you know, a kid going on an adventure and breaking all the rules and just being the luckiest person to ever live. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love this movie. I think that a lot of mine... Uh, maybe not specifically on this, uh, this list, but a lot of my other ones definitely have like a sort of emotional attachment or like yeah. at this point in my life, I watched it and it sort of influenced me that way. Uh, so yes, this, the movie that I am thankful for because it makes me laugh is actually a very, a very recent movie. Once again, there were more, there were others that I was tempted to put on, but this one I think is cool because not a lot of people necessarily have seen it. They might've heard about it. Uh, it's a little 2018 film called Game Night. Ah, uh, you have talked about Game Night. You still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it. Sorry. <sighs> Game Night stars Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. Uh, it's about a group of friends who get together for like regular game nights. However, they decide to do something different and do one of those sort of like fake but are supposed to feel real like kidnapping sort of things. Uh, and uh, it's put on by Jason Bateman's brother, who's like this super successful guy that he's kind of jealous of. And it turns real and they have to sort of figure it out, unravel it from there, unravel this mystery. And I love it for a few reasons. One, it's I think it's it's probably one of the best comedies I've seen in the past 10 years, maybe. Hmm. Like truthfully, I think it, it, it's really smart. It's really funny. And it is, it's also great because it has that mystery aspect and I love like mystery type stuff, you know? And so I, I just think it's a really good movie that probably not as many people have seen as really should see it because okay. I think it has a lot of really funny moments. It's, and like I said, it's really smart and I'm looking at it on IMDb right now and it's a 6.9 out of 10, which first off nice, but second off, I think it should be higher. I really think it should be higher. Uh, I don't know. Definitely be higher. So Jackson can't make that joke. Uh, Exactly. Someone stop me, please. (laughs) But I, I, I really enjoy game night. I think if you've seen it, you'll probably agree. Uh, and it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely good. So I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. Ah, we should look that up on all of these. That's true. That would be good. Seinfeld is definitely on Hulu. Okay. Um, Psych on Peacock. Actually, I said that. Okay. You did say that. You did say that. What about Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I don't know? know. I am gonna... Pull up Just Watch, the app called Just Watch, everyone. If you ever are wondering whether something is streaming, you Looks can Looks like go you on can just, just rent it. Um, so you can yeah. rent it on YouTube or Amazon Prime for or $3. if you're subbed to Sling or Freeform. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Game Night is on HBO Max, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, awesome. We should definitely watch it nope, then. Nope, it was. Uh, it is on Sling only. Dang it. Or otherwise you can rent it from Amazon or okay. YouTube. But yes, so that concludes our category of... Thankful because they make us laugh. Yes, correct. Now, what is the other one I would like to go now if we could? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Movies that scare, or uh, things that scare the bejesus out of us. Okay, okay. Well, I was thinking the other one was going to be, we had a category that was make us cry. Yeah. But we decided to swap it out for this one. Yes, correct. Okay, correct, so correct. in terms of series... um. This is a big one for me. I actually haven't watched the show in a while. I still think I haven't seen like two episodes on the newest season, but Black Mirror. Yeah. 
the Netflix show Black Mirror. It is a, technically it's kind of like a sci-fi drama thriller, but I don't know. This, I I think I'm always much more scared in terms of horror things or thriller things. I'm much more scared by things that um, revolve around technology. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm much more scared by that than something that is supernatural. Sure. Um, and yeah, Black Mirror is, I mean, I just remember even the very first episode, which is um, really a big risk for a pilot to take. It, oh man, is it? <laughs> I honestly would recommend maybe not starting with the first episode if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Because I, it might turn you off to the show. It's the the premise. I'm not, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. You probably know what we're talking about if you've seen the series. Yeah. It is, it's hard to stomach. Yeah, it's but a lot of the series is hard to stomach. That one is just like, yeah, that's a tough one to start with. Yeah. I would say, actually, if you wanted a good one to start with, I'd start with um, probably like one of the only heartwarming episodes, which is uh, San Junipero. But anyway. Um, I don't know if I've seen that one. So uh, similar to Seinfeld, I guess, in a way, um, wow. you can watch these episodes in Bring any order. They are not related to each other. I would say this is a little different because they... Well, like, yeah, this it's is a, purely disjointed. It's an anthology um, series. Yeah. So like they're, they're different characters each episode. Yeah. But yeah. every single episode, you know, there are all kinds of celebrities who have been in this show. Like um, Daniel Kaluuya is in the second episode of the show. I, I, he's and great. And he's great. Um, yeah. Uh, every single episode is different. Um, it's just all about... Basically, thrillers related to technology, like the worst things that can happen related to technology. And yeah. it doesn't feel boomery. It doesn't feel like get no, off yeah. your Facebook. Like it's it's genuinely very scary. And there are some episodes where technologically wise, like we're not quite there yet. But I know that very first episode is like we're 100 percent technologically there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So very scary. Very good. Check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, that that is a good one. Uh, and I resent you for that being a good one because for me, the TV series that scares the bejesus out of me, you know, I realize I don't watch too many scary TV shows. <laughs> um, you know, I I was looking up like some lists and things, and and one like American Horror Story popped out, which I have not seen, and one like The Walking Dead popped out, which I was really tempted to go with actually because especially for the first five seasons, I was a huge fan of The Walking Dead. However, I decided I decided to go with someone something that. Doesn't necessarily actually scare the bejesus out of me, but is a horror series that I think is a lot of fun. So, Goosebumps oh my is gosh. a TV series <laughs> airing from 1995 to 1998, inspired by the books by R.L. Stein. This is another anthology series. So, it is... <laughs> if you read the Goosebumps books growing up, like Lauren and I both did... You're going to have so much fun with this series. And granted, if you don't have that connection, it might not be as, as as strong. You might not enjoy this as much. However, there's a lot of fun. It's a lot. It's very much like this like campy horror. Like it, it It's really fun to take what they do. Actually, this would have been a good one for a category that we have coming up later. I just realized. Um, but uh, yeah. It's it's really fun, and I do want to point out one specific episode that I actually think is genuinely good, and it oh, is the one with Ryan Gosling. It is yes, say cheese <laughs> and die. It is the first installment of that because I think there are like three episodes of the say say cheese and die. At least two. Yeah, but Ryan Gosling, a young Ryan Gosling, how, you think he's probably what like well like 13, 13? 14? Yeah. yeah. And from that episode, you can tell, like, this kid's going places. He's the best actor, I think, in the entire series. Probably. <laughs> and he he just kills it in that episode. Once again, probably the 
genuinely the best episode, like the best well done and best well acted, etc. So that's one to watch if you were looking to watch Goosebumps. Uh, last time I checked, it was on Netflix. That's where we have been watching it. But let me I double check. I think they have check. some on Hulu at least. Oh, really? Then you I might feel have like a I couple that, different places where you can watch it. I could it. be wrong. Netflix, uh, yes, it is on Netflix streaming. It doesn't look like it's on Hulu according to Just Watch, but maybe. But yeah, it's also hosted by R.L. Stein, which is, an, you don't really get to see him a whole lot. He's pretty much at like the beginning and like sometimes the end of the episodes. But yeah, it's a, it's a really good one, a really fun watch. So Goosebumps scares the bejesus out of me. Not really, but it's fun. And it's horror themed, so. There you go. Um, all right, moving on to movies that scare the bejesus out of us. Yes. Um, I'm interested to see yours for this one, actually. Well, so I actually changed mine like five seconds ago. Oh, really? Game time decision. Game um, Because I came up with a better one. Okay. Um, so I originally had the Invisible Man just because I couldn't come up with a better one. And yeah. I was like, well, again, like the technology thing, like that is a movie that is like the premise of it. If you were in that situation is very scary. Yep. But I actually decided to switch it to A Quiet Place. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, so I saw this movie in theaters, which seems like a, a time of the past, a <laughs> thing of the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, with Jackson, and it was just us and I think one other couple in the movie theater, and yeah. they were just chomping on some chips <laughs> during the movie. This being a movie you don't want to hear. Oh people. yeah, no, you don't want to like. This is a movie where you don't get popcorn. Like you sit there in silence yep. because. It's so sound focused. I just thought it was such a well done movie. It was. And it, it was just it's a very, very well done movie. It's definitely more of a thriller than a horror movie, but it's very tense. Yeah, it's it, tense is a really good word to describe it, I think. Yeah. Like there's that one scene where uh, Emily Blunt is like in the bathtub and am I thinking right? No, no, no. She's just in a little alcove, I think, and there's water dripping. That might be it. Like it might Maybe. be flooding or something. Maybe. Um, but you know, and the thing is like right there and she's just trying to be so quiet and yeah. it's, it's just so good. It's so tense. Yeah. Definitely make sure you can watch it if you haven't seen it, which I'm sure a lot of people have cause it was a big movie a couple years ago, but, yeah. uh, watch it where you can have some quiet, definitely. where you can be able to focus and really, really dial in. Cause yeah, it's, I still it's, haven't seen the second one. I really need to see it. I don't think it, did it ever come out? I mm, I don't know. I thought it came. I thought it had like a streaming release. I thought it was just supposed to, but they postponed it. I'm not sure. Maybe you can look it up when I go on to mine. If you're done with a quiet place. All right, I am done. A quiet place is a very good one. I took it in a little bit of a different direction. Now I have not seen this movie since I first saw it in theaters, and I guess at this time I was about 13, so I was I was technically of age to see this movie. However. <laughs> This movie terrified me as a child. I I was having like nightmares for like months after. I <laughs> kid you not. I Am Legend is a 2007 film starring Will Smith. And that's really all you need to know. Basically, uh, this centers around uh, this man is uh, seemingly alone with his dog years after a plague kills most of humanity and transforms a lot of them into monsters slash zombies uh these monsters are fast they basically can only survive in the dark and they terrified a 13 year old jackson campbell <laughs> i tell you what this was one of the as i was watching it one of the scariest movies i think i've seen once again i don't i don't watch a lot of horror movies i really that that's not really my genre i much prefer bad horror movies that i can talk through and make fun of 
I Am Legend scared me as a child. I haven't seen it since then. I'm sure it really wouldn't scare... Like, I don't think the effects hold up that well, granted. But when I was young, man, I that would... It, it just scared me. And it, it's a... It's, I, I do kind of want to watch it again, actually, just to see how, how I would do and, like, how scary it actually is. Really great performance by Will Smith. Uh, a very sad scene with him and his dog. But uh, I will. I am putting I Am Legend as my movie that scared the bejesus out of me. All right. That one did. And we're thankful for him. We, I am. Uh, one other movie that scared the bejesus out of me when I first saw it was actually the first Ghost Rider movie. That villain huh. really scared me. That, that demon dude. I will say. He got me. I watched the, uh, the first two Ghostbusters movies when I was six. Mm. Those scared the bejesus yeah, out of me. Yeah. A, a few little extras for you. Sprinkled on some extras. Sprinkled for, on some extras. For y'all, for yeah. Y'all. Uh, which right. category would you like to tackle next, Lauren? Um, you choose. All right. Let's go just because those are the first ones I have pulled up on here. Um, I'm thankful for these because they make me feel like a warm hug. Oh, that's nice. That's good after horror, you know? Yeah. Now we can, we can yeah, relax. All right. So this is another game time decision. I actually changed my wow. series for this too. Jeez. I know, I know, but I came up with one that's just a little more like heartwarming and nostalgic for me. So I was originally okay. going to say Community, which you've heard us. We literally did a whole bonus detour that's on our Patreon. Yep. Uh, so check that out. But yeah, we love Community in this house. We do. So that feels like a warm hug at many times too. It also makes us laugh. But I actually decided for this to go with the original... VeggieTales series. Oh, that's such a good choice for no, you. No, it's definitely a good that's choice a really for me. That's a really good choice for you. So, uh, Mom, I know you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my mom is obsessed with VeggieTales. Not so much anymore because uh, Big Idea got acquired and they're not as good anymore. But the they original VeggieTales are so good. They're so clever and funny. The songs are great. The characters are honestly really distinguished. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it does have a like biblical Jesus related message as well. It does. But honestly, a lot of the spin-off movies that are, you know, there are ones like the Larry Boy ones are based on Batman. There's yeah. uh, Minnesota Cuke based on Indiana Jones. There's mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes based on Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Um yeah, so just a lot of really good like spin-off, I guess kind of adaptations like that. Um so VeggieTales is just great. It's just so clever. It's so fun. Um all the individual episodes are fabulous. We literally have all of them on DVD at home, like yeah. up until the point where Big Idea got acquired. And it just has a really special place in my heart. I love a silly song. That's a, that's a really good choice for you, Lauren. And, and I will say as someone who definitely grew up a bit with VeggieTales, but not as much as Lauren grew up with VeggieTales, um, I, she's shown me some recently, and they are good. They are legitimately good, legitimately clever so Ooh, uh, another good one is Lord of the Beans. I was going to say based on Lord that, of the Rings. That, I made everyone in the house watch that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it, it was that one. That one was definitely good. <laughs> uh, okay, so mine is another one that's kind of nostalgic and and specifically warm huggy for me. Uh, so I, it's actually interesting that you mentioned Seinfeld because this one is another '90s sitcom that I feel like was kind of overshadowed by other sitcoms of the day, like the Seinfelds, the Cheers, the Frasers, the Friends, stuff like that. Wings is a oh, 1990-1997 series. Had, I think, eight or nine seasons. Eight seasons. Uh, starring Tim Daly, Stephen Weber, Crystal Bernard, the main three. Uh, and also a, uh, a Tony Shalhoub and Thomas Hayden Church. Probably two. Probably Tony Shalhoub, Thomas Hayden Church, and Stephen Weber are the three names you'd probably recognize most from this show. 
And one it, of them is Jackson's best friend. One of them is my best friend, and we'll get to that. But uh, the show revolves around two brothers, Brian and Joe Hackett. Whoops, I accidentally clicked the poster. Didn't mean to do that. Uh, who attempt to run an airline together on the New England island of Nantucket. So basically, it takes place the majority of the time in the small airport of Nantucket. And it is, they, the boys have their airline, and then there's a competing airline run by Roy Biggins. Uh, this show is is really special to me because, as I've mentioned before, my family has an affinity for uh, a lot of 90s sitcoms, a lot of a lot of 90s, early 2000s, things like Wings, Frasier, King of Queens, stuff like that. But Wings, I've probably seen some episodes of Wings in the uh, like dozens the of digits. times. Wow. Oh, yeah. For sure. It, we, we love it as a house. We watch it all the time. I've seen every episode for sure. That one I've, I've definitely finished. <laughs> and, you know, it, they're, they're just a lot of fun. Like, my family has all of the DVDs for it. It really brings me back to a time. And, you know, at any time I think of Wings or, or watch Wings, it really brings me back to, you know, my old family's couch just sitting there with the fam, either after dinner or even while eating dinner and just, just watching some Wings, watching the, the, the crazy... Watching wings, eating- the crazy things exactly exactly and it, it's <laughs> sounds really like a think, perfect day yeah i really think it's underrated because like i said it sort of got overshadowed by a lot of those other sitcoms of the day but it really is they're like it is legitimately funny has some really great characters so wings also I, you're probably not listening to this but if you are listening steven weber i got to meet steven weber uh recently i was just doing a pa gig for this like charity event thing pretty much and he was one of the performers he sang he's great uh so shout out to you steven weber uh a childhood hero if you will that's that there we should go. post that picture on like our we episode should. as like a as uh, like a spoiler preview. without context yeah, or something yeah, which we exactly. didn't do this week oh no eh, it's fine eh, it's fine i kind of we kind of did it we today. can do it tomorrow yeah whatever uh. Anyway, we'll figure it out. But okay. yes, yeah, so Wings is my choice for TV shows that just give me. I'm thankful for because they give me a nice warm hug. Yeah. Okay. So movies that give us a nice warm hug. I decided to go with a newer one. Um, okay. Also, my laptop decided to die in like sixty percent. So oh, no. I am winging it from here out. Oh, you're winging it. Winging it. Uh, uh, anyway, I, really I decided yeah. to go with the 2015 uh, Pixar movie Inside Out. Oh, that's a good choice. I love Inside Out. Mm. I loved it when I first watched it. I've probably seen it like four times at this point. And I just really love it. You know, I think it's a really interesting, like obviously not factual, but a really creative and cute way to imagine what goes on in our heads and how we deal with our memories and everything. And um, we, like I said before, we almost had a category of things that make me cry. And I was going to put this one in that category because, spoiler alert, when Bing Bong dies... (laughs) I sobbed. I'm like crying right now thinking about Big Bong dying. That is an incredibly emotional scene. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he gets lost to long-term memory and forgotten forever. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Keep going, baby. You anyway, so yeah, I just really love Inside Out. It does feel like a warm hug. The end is very heartwarming. And you know, it's just about dealing with change and just figuring out, figuring that out, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I really love it. I think that is that is a really good choice, Lauren. So this th- feel like a warm hug movie actually might have been my toughest category. Really, it's certainly the most that I have written down for, and I, I've gone back and forth because it's like, do I feel like a warm hug because it's like you know because it's cozy and it's like some of them I put on here it's like like you know there there are some things that either like there's too much conflict in the movie and it's like mm. you know something like that. I decided to go with 
probably to your delight, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That's a good one. The first Harry Potter film released in 2001, of course, starring Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, and uh, Emma Watson. This is just, it's just... The first movie is very cozy. It's so cozy. And even though there is conflict, like, of, of course there's conflict. Like, Voldemort exists, but he's also not fully back from the dead yet. Exactly. So it's okay. And it's <laughs> just, movie. It, I just, I think it just does such a great job of, like, building the world. It's not even my favorite Harry it's Potter magic. movie, granted. Yeah. But it, it really does such a great job. The kids are all so young. They're adorable. And it, it's just, it's so, it's amazing to see, especially seeing what a lot of them have done with their careers now uh, of course seeing them as as such young kids and just like because i mean granted how old were they i mean uh, they were they like were, nine to eleven they were a little older this. than we were at this time but you know we still grew up with these movies like these movies are a part of our childhood i know when i was 11 i was expecting to get my letter to go to hogwarts oh yeah, oh, yeah. you know and and it's just such a cozy movie a christmas movie we can't forget. That's true. This all Harry Christmas Potter movie. movies are Christmas movies because they all have Christmas, except for the last one. Yeah. And this is just a movie that I could watch at any time. You know, I don't have to be in a certain mood to watch it. I don't have to emotionally prepare myself for it. I could just sit down, you know, cuddle up in a nice cozy blanket, some warm hot chocolate, and just just relive that from my childhood and and just relive such a, a, a wonderful, cozy, fun movie. That's a good one. Thank you. And see, I actually own all the Harry Potter books, and um, now I actually own all the Harry Potter movies, too. So I never have to give J.K. Rowling money again. Exactly. That The, the only problematic thing is that J.K. Rowling wrote, obviously, the novels. But, yeah. you know, whatever. We, uh, no, no and more also money the screenplays of the newer movies. Yeah, but like the Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. Those aren't as good. They're not as good. I am. Granted, I've only seen the first one, but I've seen the second one and it's worse. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) But yes, that is my movie that just I am thankful for because it makes me feel like a warm hug. Yeah. All righty. Um, I let's go next to movies that we're thankful for because they give us faith in the power of adaptation. Awesome. So these these are all going to be movies and TV shows that have been adapted, whether it be from a book, play, musical, really any video game, which maybe not. There aren't a lot we'll of see. good movies that have been adapted from video games, exactly. but sure. <laughs> uh, but yes, so uh, what is your TV show? Uh, okay. So originally I was like, oh, I don't know, I guess I could do Pretty Little Liars, but I haven't read the books. But then I remembered the series of unfortunate events series uh, on Netflix uh, exists. Yes. Uh, so yes. I absolutely grew up with those books. Like all through elementary school, I was waiting for the next one to come out. I still really, really love those books. I would like to reread them. But um, when the movie came out, it's basically the first three books. I was incredibly disappointed because they just changed so much stuff for no reason. And, you know, it was written the way it was written for a reason. And I felt like they just really messed it up, even mm. though Jim Carrey was great. But this Netflix series was, you know, like Daniel Handler, who was Lemony Snicket, was one of the writers on it. He mm. was not one of the writers on the movie. Um, and it's just so well done. It has that really campy attitude that the books have. Neil Patrick Harris when I first heard the casting announcement that he was going to be Count Olaf, seemed like a weird choice, but he was great. And again, just really embodied just how ridiculous and incompetent Count Olaf and his whole troop is, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
yeah, I I think the series is incredible. It has Patrick Warburton in it as Lemony Snicket, who I love. Mm. We've talked about him. Um, <laughs> but <We have>. yeah, <laughs> series of unfortunate events on Netflix. Yeah, that's that's a good choice. That is a good choice. So this was a, this was another one that was interesting for me. I I also like Lauren wanted to uh, choose something that I had either read or played, etc. You know, so I, at first I was thinking the TV series You which is uh, recent, mm-hmm. uh, out on Netflix now. I think it originally started on Lifetime, actually, oh. if, if, if I'm not mistaken, which kind of broke out of the Lifetime sure. curse, if you will, of just being n- not necessarily as respected. But I have not read the book that that is based on, so I decided not to do that. And instead, I have read many of the short stories and books uh, that this property is based off of because... I, I wrote a paper on it uh, my junior year of college. Elementary is a TV series that ran from 2012 to 2019. Now, granted, I have probably only seen three or four seasons of this. However, I, th- three or four seasons th- I, think, substantial. I think it is an outstanding show. This stars Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu as Sherlock Holmes and uh, what's, what's his full name? Uh, uh, Joan Watson. Her name is Joan Watson. Oh, instead of, got it. Instead, yeah. So, basically, this is just a modern take on Sherlock Holmes, uh, except it's set in New York City instead of London. And now, of course, you could choose Sherlock. However, I've seen a couple episodes of Sherlock. It's good, but I don't think I have the same attachment to Sherlock as I do to Elementary. Once again, I, in writing that paper for college, I sort of fell in love with Sherlock Holmes. As I mentioned before on this episode, I love myself a good mystery. And I I just think it was really interesting, really humanizing the character of Sherlock Holmes. I think Johnny Lee Miller's uh, interpretation of the character might be one of my favorites that I've seen, because there have been obviously plenty of of people to to interpret that character. And Lucy Liu is great. If you haven't seen Lucy Liu in anything, which you probably have, she's a very well-known actress. She does a great job of playing Watson. And just, I think it's a really cool take to have a, a, a woman playing Watson, which is something that I don't think has been done before. Yeah. Uh, or I, I, at least this was probably the first to do it if, it if if it has been done since. But it's a great show originally airing on CBS. I don't know if this is streaming anywhere. If it is, I kind of want to watch the rest of the series. Just because I really, I just, I, I love Sherlock Holmes. And I, I really enjoy this show. Yeah. So. Well, while you're looking that up, I will go ahead and move on to my movie that makes me believe in the power of adaptation. Do it. Clueless. Oh, nice. 90s movie. And the thing is, a lot of people don't know that this is an adaptation because it's not... I didn't. Well, it is actually based on the Jane Austen novel, Emma. It's a modernized adaptation, but it is an adaptation. So a lot of the characters are pretty similar. Um, Well, sorry, the names of the characters are pretty similar. Emma is basically just, you know, this like probably early 20s girl in you know 1800s britain and she comes from a very wealthy family she tries to set up this girl who's like a little poor try to take her under her wing basically says you know oh well you don't want to date that guy who in clueless is like the state the skater guy mm-hmm. and tries to set him up with this guy elton Ooh, instead elton. who has the same name in clueless um sure. who is like a cooler guy but then ends up not really treating her as well and actually wants to date emma instead ah uh. Um, so. who is, what's her name? I think her name is Cher in, in Clueless, the main oh, character. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, I 
love Clueless. I think it's a great adaptation. And I actually like it better than the book because I have read Emma. Oh, and I just think that the movie Clueless is much more self-aware in terms of, you know, Emma has rich people problems. <laughs> and sure. she gives people advice who are below her on the social ladder. And mm-hmm. that advice is not good for them because they are not where she is on the social ladder. Sure. And I think that in Clueless, it shows how ridiculous Cher is being. Okay, Like, cool. it shows how ridiculous she is from her standard of wealth. Sure. And it shows that, like, she's not in the same place as everyone else. She kind of is naive in that way. I think um, that's cool because it, like, modern- And I think she has a little more growth in that way in Clueless. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I just, I was just going to say I think that's cool because it modernizes it, not only in the time period, but sort of updating it for- People understanding that <laughs> different social classes matter and like it's it's yeah. important, you know. Well, yeah, because there, are, I don't know. I'm like that's actually the only Jane Austen novel I've read, and I'm sure there are other ones that are good. But yeah, I personally did really didn't enjoy Emma because I just didn't like Emma, and most of it is from her perspective. Sure. So, when, but yeah, I love you. Clueless. So possibly one of the only book to movie adaptations that I like better. That that is really cool. I think it's interesting that you did Clueless. Oh my gosh. So there are so many books, book to movie adaptations that you could choose from. There are some classics, Silence of the Lambs, Jurassic Park, Lord of the Rings, Psycho, Princess Bride, Jaws, Blade Runner. All of these came from movie or short story. And it's like, the, the, those are home runs. Those are easy. I also haven't read many of those books, so I didn't want to choose that. However, I didn't even choose one that's based off a book. In fact, I didn't even choose one that's based off a musical or even a video game. Or a movie. Well, I mean, uh, like a remake. Sure. Sorry, that's what I meant. <laughs> Instead, I chose one based off of a board game. Clue is a 1985 film starring <laughs> Tim Curry, and that's all you really need to know. True. If you haven't played the board game Clue, here's what the movies is about. Six guests are anonymously yeah. six guests are anonymously invited to a strange mansion for dinner, but after their host is killed, they must cooperate with the staff to identify the murderer as the bodies pile up. So, it, Clue is a very fun board game. I'm sure you've played it. I've played many rounds of Clue in my life. It's you know, a, it's I gotta a great be honest. Game. I don't know if I've. I think I've only played the actual Clue game once. Really? I've played Clue Junior. I've played the Harry Potter version of Clue. Okay, I've played all these other versions of sure. that are basically Clue. Sure, sure. This is such a fun, campy movie. Uh, I watched it for the first time recently, actually earlier this year when I was home visiting my family in around August. And it's just an outstanding film. It is so fun. It's really funny. Tim Curry is a delight, as he always is. And I, I think it keeps in the spirit of the the board game in just the fact that it is so fun. It's so light. You know, there, there's obviously conflict, of course, uh, just because someone dies. Actually, multiple people die. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, but not really. And it, it, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, on Amazon Prime, I believe, is where we watched it, unless they took it off recently. But it is it is quite the delight. So if you haven't seen it, if you if you have played the board game and have been hesitant to see the movie, definitely check it out. There also is, is a musical that 
I don't know. I haven't heard great things about, but I, have not I know heard some great people have done it <laughs> either, unfortunately. But yeah, this this one is it's just so much fun. So check it out. Clue, Amazon Prime, 1985. All right. So those are movies that make us thankful for the power. Well, we are thankful for these movies because they make us believe in the power of adaptation. Yes. And we only have one more category. We do. Ah. And this category is a fun one. Probably a good one to end on. Yeah. Give people a little inspiration as we leave. <laughs> so we are thankful for these movies and TV shows because they make us want to run through a brick wall. In an inspirational way, not in yes. a suicidal way. Correct. Correct. <laughs> So, Lauren, what is your TV show that makes you want to run through a brick wall? All right. Wall? So this might be a little bit of a, I don't know. It might come out of left field just a little bit. Um, Project Runway. Okay. I love Project Runway. Okay, that you is do? my, like, I love to put that on while I'm working on something because it always makes me focus more. You know, this show, it just really inspires me. Every time I watch this show and I see how talented all of the contestants are, I'm like, wow, I should, <laughs> I should... <laughs> do better at what I'm doing. No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I should go to fashion school. I should, you know, <laughs> learn how to sew better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, I kind of, sew, but definitely not anywhere near the level that those people are at. So, yeah. um, yeah, I just really love it. I do have to add one small caveat of, um, I have not seen it since it switched to Bravo instead of lifetime. Uh, and it, uh, Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum are no longer on it, which what? I truly, I know they are Project Runway. Yeah, I really you, just cannot imagine them not being on truly it. Truly cannot have a show without them. But anyway, I think one of the former winners is now the like Tim Gunn kind of guy. Okay, um, interesting. But I don't know. I just, I just, I would rather watch old episodes with them. But anyway, totally. Um, yeah, I just really love Project Runway, and it inspires me, and it makes me want to run through a brick wall or run through mood. Absolutely, absolutely. Good choice, Lauren. <laughs> Very good choice. Mine, this is probably the least known show that I'm going to talk about. Okay. And it's, <laughs> you're probably going to roll your eyes. It's very stereotypical, like, man, ugh, fighting, ugh. Okay. Deadliest Warrior is a 2009 TV series, originally airing on Spike, where the greatest warriors of history are examined for fantasy combat simulations. So essentially what this show does... Wait, that sounds kind of cool, actually. It's, it's so cool, Lauren. It takes two different, like, warriors throughout history. So, for example, one of the episodes was... I'm not, I'm not sure if this was an exact episode, but it would be, like, take a samurai, put him up against a Spartan... And see who would win. And so, put up a simulation and like have them fight it out like in a video game. Exactly. That sounds so cool. So yeah. Hold so what, what they do throughout the episode is they sort of test different weapons for their like eff true effectiveness. Like whether it be like cutting through like someone's like seeing how easily they could decapitate someone or, or just something like that. T testing out period weapons of the day. Testing out combat styles. Different things like that. And then yeah essentially putting it into a simulation. Then do they do like a reenactment of it like a live reenactment of like how they how the fight would they think would go it's really cool sometimes they do like specific types of warriors like the samurai versus spartan i know they had like a i think they had like a jesse james versus al capone one hmm. so it, it's very similar in like uh, some of them is just like broad categories or specific people that sounds awesome. It really is. And I really want to see if this is streaming anywhere because I would just love to watch some of the episodes. I would love to watch it, yeah. It, it's just like, and it, it's it's really fun. And I, I think my brother and my father probably will remember this because well, we used to watch it a too, lot. especially too, because you're such a big fan of Mythbusters. And I feel like I this am. is kind of the same 
vibe in yeah. a way. It doesn't even look like, it looks like you have to like buy it on Amazon. Oh, it is no. It doesn't appear to be streaming anywhere. Maybe it's not. Maybe Big it's sad. maybe it's cheap. Who knows? But yes, Deadliest Warrior. It ran for three seasons and it was just it was just so good. It was really good. All right. So yeah, that is the TV show that I'm thankful for because it makes me want to run through a brick wall. All right. And now moving on to our movies that make us want to run through a brick wall. Mine will come to as no surprise to anyone. Wonder Woman. Ah, 2017, directed one, by Patty one. Jenkins, starring Gal Gadot, my celebrity gop- uh, whoa, whoa, doppelganger. Goppelganger. I was like, gobbleganger. Yeah. <laughs> Gobbleganger, Thanksgiving edition. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um... I love this movie. It's so well done. It's really like the first good DC movie to come out in a while, like since the the <laughs> Batman trilogy, since the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, um, yeah I just love it. And I, it's also just especially like, I'm a pretty big Wonder Woman fan. You know, I will Lord admit I, I don't read, I haven't really read a lot of comics or anything like that. But, you know, I'm a big fan of Wonder Woman as a character. I've watched a lot of Wonder Woman specific stuff. Um, yeah. But... This is really the first, like, woman superhero-centric movie that I remember ever seeing. Because Captain Marvel came out after this. It did. You know, like, Harley... I mean, Birds of Prey came out, obviously, after this. It was, like, this year. I mean, (laughs) I guess you could kind of consider the Halle Berry Catwoman. I actually haven't seen that movie. However, it's very, like, sexual compared to this. (laughs) That's what I was going to count And, you know, like, one of the things I really liked about this is that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a Zack Snyder film. Like, it was directed by a woman and a costume designed by a woman. And, like, you know, all of the Amazons um, were actual, like, they were, you know, women who were strong in their everyday life. They were, like, farmers. They were you know, MMA fighters, like they were all kinds of people like that who were just really strong. And yeah. the costumes were designed to be effective armor that was similar to the time period as opposed to just lingerie. Yeah. And they did unfortunately revert a little back to that when they showed the Amazons in Justice League, which was a Zack Snyder film. Um, and a tragedy. <laughs> and a tragedy, I agree. But no, I, yeah, I just really, really love this movie. It was just like... I, I just felt like there was there was just so much power in this movie. It made me feel really inspired. You know, I loved it. That's that's great. I think that's a really cool, especially for you specifically, and for women just in general, I think that's a really cool pick. Uh, I, <laughs> this is also probably going to come as no surprise. More of a stereotypical one you think about. Hey, don't cheat. I just saw you already <laughs> cheated. Now, this is, I'm going to pick out one movie from a specific series you could probably pick out any movie in the series and it would count and a lot of people would think i would choose the first one the one i'm talking about is going to be rocky 4 a 1985 film obviously starring and written by sylvester stallone and the first rocky movie granted is very like it is incredibly inspirational but we actually we watched the first rocky movie together i had seen it before it was the first time lauren had seen it and I would say, like, yes, it is a boxing movie, and yes, there there is the classic montage. There is the Sylvester Stallone chasing a chicken, running up the, the uh, stairs in Philadelphia. You know, it has that, and it's great. Uh, but it's it's at its core, it's kind of like a, a quiet, almost relationship film, in a way. You know? I and, guess, and, yeah. Um, so, so it has that aspect to it. And I think it's probably the finest of the Rocky movies. I, I think it's it's the best. However, just pure 
adrenaline, pure, I want to run through a brick wall, because that's this category, <laughs> Rocky Four takes the cake. Obviously, at the beginning, this is not much of a spoiler, because it's sort of the inciting incident. Um, Carl Weathers, who is, uh, God, I am so blank, uh, Apollo Creed, who has turned into a friend and trainer for Sylvester Stallone, uh, dies at the hands of Ivan Drago, the six foot four, 261 pound Soviet Union, just super fighter, who is uh, essentially, <laughs> and as you sort of come to find out, is sort of like juicing and has all these enhanced, like, you know, training methods. You know what Sylvester Stallone does? He goes to the the cold of Siberia and he trains in the in the in the blizzard. He he drags things up snowy hills. He does pull-ups <laughs> in like a, a barn. He, Amazing. It is it is great. It, it's like classic and the the best and worst things about American exceptionalism. Height of not not obviously not the height of the Cold War, but kind of coming off the Cold War uh and it's just it's <laughs> It is, it's one of the most ridiculous of the Rocky movies, but it really will make you want to run through a brick wall. Uh, this is also probably the best shape that Sylvester Stallone is in of hmm. any of the Rocky movies. Wow. He is absolutely cut. So is uh, Dolph Lundgren. Absolutely cut. Both of them probably in their physical primes. And it's it's a good one. It's a really good one to watch. Awesome. Obviously, the, the entire Rocky series... Well, the first four, at least, are, are are solid movies to watch. But Rocky, four, I'm thankful for it because it makes me want to run through a brick wall. Wow. And that is our last one. Good that one to end one. on. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good one to end on. Um, That was fun. I that really enjoyed really doing fun. that. Yeah. We, we might think about doing that for other special instances. Maybe not Something like specifically a Christmas or like something. That, but but a, a listicle type thing where we where we do that. Just, yeah. just, just talk and shop, you know? Just there talk you go. and shop. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's fun to take a, a little break from the norm. Yeah. So for we sure. hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as our normal ones. We really do. And we also hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We hope you have a continue to have a great Thanksgiving weekend or whenever you're listening to this. We're just hope you're doing well. Yeah. Hopefully it's post-pandemic by the time some of you are listening to this. Yeah. And you can look back on it and laugh. Yeah. But, but yeah, stay safe. Eat some good food. I have some vegan cornbread I've been looking at all week Lauren, that I can't wait to eat. Lauren has been abstaining from the vegan cornbread. And I have she's been. Gonna just dive in tomorrow. Yep. So, yes, we are about to record our detours for the week that we're going to post on Patreon. So. Yeah, so if you're hearing this, those are already posted on the $1 level on Patreon. But yep. if you want to subscribe at the $5 level and above, you will get our greenlit episode, Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Another movie I'm very thankful for. Yes, absolutely. So, that's going to be all for us. Thanks so much again, folks. We love you. Happy Thanksgiving. And we're thankful for you. Yes, we are. Bye. Bye.